Good evening, UCC 98.3. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Here we are again with My Life in a Suitcase. Me and... Salia. Yes, and we have a very, very lovely, amazing guest with us today. And her name is... Well, that's a secret. We are going to tell you a bit later. So how's everybody today? Um, just we wanted... Before we start the show, we just wanted to make... Um, to pay our respects to the family of a beautiful woman this morning Ireland lost a very very beautiful woman aged just 48 Vicky Phelan died of cervical cancer um, she was a campaigner who refused to be silenced Vicky famously said I don't want your apologies I don't want your tributes I, don't, I want action I want change I want accountability since 2018 when Vicky first spoke in public outside the high court um, she has tirelessly campaigned to raise awareness of the cervical check scandal, supporting the rights of other women. In 2011, she had a false negative reading of her, um, and they missed early stage cervical cancer. In 2014, she was diagnosed, first diagnosed with her cancer and she needed aggressive treatment. And in 2017, her consultant informed her that her test was incorrect, her test back in 2011. So today... The country needs to mourn this wonderful woman who is a tireless campaigner for women of Ireland. Yeah. So. Rest in peace, beautiful woman. You are very strong and you brought a lot of change in Ireland. And hopefully in the coming years we won't forget you and we will keep remembering you and all the good things that you have done. So today's topic of our show is in the world of men. It's a very emotional show for me today. Because today, our guest is Hasti Yaveri. She is a very amazing young lady from Iran, neighbor of Afghanistan, which is my country. And I have been following them and have been crying with them and have been feeling and understanding the pain that they're going through. Because the only difference between us and them is that there is nobody to stand for us and we are so scared to stand for ourselves because there is nobody to support us. But I'm very proud of Iran and everybody in Iran that they're standing with each other. And I just want to say we are with you. And I'm waiting for the day that a big revolution will come and we will get rid of all those who are ruining the world in the name of religion and bringing all this pain to everybody, not only in Iran, in Afghanistan and everywhere all around the world. So Hasti, uh, Hasti Yaveri, she is currently a PhD student in, uh, in physics at University College Cork, as well as yoga teacher at Hot Yoga Cork and Collective Cork. Wow. Hasti coming from a Salian yoga teacher. Yeah, I know. We were under pressure today. We're holding in our tummies. <laughs> we're minding our posture. We were laughing yesterday going, oh my God. <laughs> I know. And I'm so sore of this yoga that I've been doing in my mind, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We laughed about that yesterday in our two-hour conversation. <laughs> and Hasti coming from a Kurdish region of Iran, the same place where all this revolution started from. And you can understand when you listen her voice, you'll know where this fire is coming from. She left the country at the age of 17 during the aftermath of 2009 protests in Iran. She's studied and worked professionally in Malaysia and Sweden since. Hasti has been an active volunteer during the refugee crisis in Europe in Sweden between 2014 and 2021. 
working in particular with Afghan children since she speaks Farsi. She is also an advocate for LGBTQ and rights, uh, LGBTQ rights in Iran. During the current revolution in Iran, Hasti has been trying to raise the Irish public's awareness through her social media, organizing protests, vigils, doing interviews and giving speeches. And for the same reason, Hasti is with us today. Hasti, how are you? Welcome to our show. Welcome, Hello. Hasti. Thanks Fantastic to have me. you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So, of all these amazing things that we've talked about, Hasti, you might be thinking, how old is Hasti? <laughs> okay, I'm 30 years old. Well, you Believe packed me, a lot she, in, in yeah. 30 years. <laughs> well, compared to me, an old lady, that's a very amazing age. And she is has done so much in her life. Asi, tell us something about ourselves that we don't know. Um, yeah, uh, about myself. Yeah. Um, perhaps many people know this, but it's my favorite thing about myself that I have a twin sister who does not live in Ireland. Wow. That's very interesting. As a mother of twins, I am fascinated about how you cope with the twin separation. Oh, this we is barely cope. <laughs> yeah, this is something that my daughters struggle with uh, all the time. Yeah, like, I can imagine. It's, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the really hard things about how you both left the regime so young. Yeah. It's um, So my sister and I, we are the only kids in the family and it was very difficult for my parents to make that decision to actually send us away. At the, we were 17 when we moved out. Um, but uh, I think one catalyzer was the 2009 protests that many people were involved with. And at that time, I was just finishing um, high school. So, yes, and I think I'm, I'm into my parents' credit. They were absolutely supportive. Nobody in our family by then had left uh, Iran for a better future, you know. So we were really just doing everything from the beginning and trying to figure it out ourselves what to do and what's the next step. That's incredibly brave. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Hasti, tell us a little bit background of Iranian women and where is this fire coming from? That's a good question. <laughs> so this fire, I think, is... Surprising many people, but, but it's nothing new. It's always been there, maybe a little bit more uh, dimmed, but now it's really just full of power on. Um, if you look back in history, Iranian women have always been pioneers, very strong women in many, many fields, not just um, arts, but science, sports, everything, really, politics. Um, so yes, now it's uh, the extra power is unleashed. Yeah, that's true indeed, right? And I, I, I remember reading uh, poems by these amazing Iranian poets like Parveen Etesami and Farrukhzad. Um, well, I, I know um, most of these poems are not translated in English yet, but if you search online, you will definitely find many poems translated. And both of them are not only revolutionary poets and very ahead of their time, but also very, very brave. And if you read about their lives, they have been through a lot. So just with a note of poem, uh, poetry, we are going to play a very lovely song for you guys. It's all about Iranian revolution. And while we listen to that, we'll be chatting offline with Hasti and then we'll be back in a few moments. Enjoy. For 
dancing in the alleys and the streets For the thrill and the fear of getting caught kissing For my sister, my brother and unity For all the times we tried to change their minds and stale beliefs For the loss of pride, for poverty For the dream of just a normal life for you and me For all the children who were starving for a loaf of bread For the greed of politics and all the lies they spread For all the mass polluted air we breathe For all the litter in the streets and all the dying trees For all the animals who suffer from elimination For all the cats and dogs who love us without no conditions For all the tears that seem to never end For all the images that keep on turning in our heads For a simple smile to last a little while For the future generations fighting for their time For empty promises of heaven in the afterlife For all the imprisonment to beautiful minds For all the babies who were born and for the ones who died For all the times you told the truth and all the times you lied For all the speeches that we heard about a million times For all the shacks and shelters that were sold to make it done For just a glimpse of a peaceful life For the rising of the sun after an endless night For all the pills we pop just to get some sleep for all mankind and our country for all the boys and girls who never knew equality for woman for life liberty So we are back with Hasti and so Hasti I was just thinking during that song thinking of you and you know before we came on air you were just speaking to your twin your twin and you were concerned about your parents because you could didn't hear from them you heard there was something happened last night and I was just thinking about the day-to-day stress you have living you know you're, you're living in Ireland your sister's living abroad and you still have to worry about your family and just wondering what is going on at the moment how what do you hear what do your parents tell you on the street, what's happening on the street? So uh, I think it has been a few completely unreal few weeks for us. Uh, everyday new information, very touching and emotional news after another. Sometimes good, very often very dark news. And um, so we've all been on an emotional roller coaster for weeks. Um, just last night, there we so we have a very powerful and uh, strong advocate and activist in Iran called Hossein Ronari. He is on um, uh, hunger strike for 51 days. And last night he was in hospital uh, after just uh, everybody was really trying to make this happen. And then uh, his parents weren't allowed to see him. So his brother on Twitter asked people to go to the hospital to make sure that 
the parents can see uh, the, the brother that is very much hanging on a thread. And um, so people went and this hospital is right, right close to where my parents live. And so that, that was 2 a.m. in the morning and I, I, all I was seeing was videos online of people honking their cars, going to the hospital and protesting. Exactly. Yeah. And then I called my parents, but then, I mean, it wasn't even connecting. Same thing this morning. So I just, my, my sister just called and I quickly picked up. And our first question these days is that any bad news? And then she was like, no, no, our parents are fine. And then I hang up like, uh, so basically it's, it's been very intense. I think we are all growing by the minute, really trying to adopt, trying to be strong, trying to be resilient and to to not give in because uh, it's no time to show any kind of weakness. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's, it's really amazing. And what what I like um, when, I, when I look at all these strikes and all these protests is that men and women, they're standing side by side. And it reminds me of the time when Taliban came to Afghanistan and including me, many of us, we went on the streets but you won't believe that not even, not even one single man stood by our side. They didn't even try to stand on the sidewalks to at least look at us. And they were just ang- they, were, they were just looking at us as if we are some kind of bad women who are trying to do something really bad. And then this reminded me of protests of uh, Iranian women that they had when uh, when this this regime that is currently in Iran that they were taking over and all these women, they were not wearing any headscarves. And at that time, they were, that was like my my mother's time, I mean. And then they started on the street saying that we don't want this regime that um, controls us and wants us to, to, to wear what they want to do. And everybody else, most of the men standing on the sidewalks, they were shouting at them and calling them that they are not good women. They are just women who are being affected by vest and all they want to do is just just be bare, barehead and not wear anything and just show their hair. And to be honest, this, this hair thing has just made me so angry. Like what is with the hair? Like what is with women and hair that is so scary to our men? What do you think? Uh, that's a very good question because uh, it infuriates me as well. I think if you just, with the current Iran's revolution, if you look around the world, there's a lot of women cutting their hair in solidarity with Iranian women. And I think that is also because they feel the same kind of question that yeah. this is ridiculous. People are dying for just piece of hair. And um, that's one reason I cut my hair because I'm just so angry with <laughs> yeah. this. It's control, notion isn't it? It's yeah. controlling women. It's a way exactly. of controlling. Yeah. A notion of femininity yeah. and mm-hmm. beauty, beauty that I would have to subscribe to. And I don't know, maybe in a normal world, I wouldn't have to think this way. But in this world, I want to uh, just break as many chains as I can. And even if that means cutting my hair, I would do that, do that just to allow myself to feel a little bit more free. Yeah. And Sal, does it remind you of a time like um, that we have read in history when when the revolution came and women's freedom and women's life and feminism invest? The first thing women did, they also cut their hair short. Cut their hair, burned their bras. I know even <laughs> as my when I was a child, even in the 70s, um, my mother, the women still had to cover their hair going into church. Wow. Yeah, even up. Yeah, it was a symbol of disrespect to show your hair. It's always been... This women hair has always been a symbolism of beauty but in, you know in many what? cultures. 
uh, even right now people really undermine this movement because they say oh but you're only concerned about the hair what is it with the hair i wish you could think bigger and no. and i'm just like the hair can... represents it is symbolism exactly. it represents yeah. control it, yeah you're right so it really yeah. starts from there, basically. Yeah, it, it, it is control. Why should a woman, like, it doesn't matter, East or West, should not have this right to even decide about their own body. Like the program we had last week about about yeah. the right of abortions, the right to be examined if you die on an operation table yeah, during have, a yeah, childbirth. To have an inquest, the right of a woman. Just It was like women's uh, bodies were perceived as less valuable Yeah, just because of their gender. So, so I totally understand, Hasti, um, how how you feel because I feel the same thing, you know, the same the same burn in my in my heart. Because now in Afghanistan, the first thing that happened was just just control women, and I, I don't understand what's what's with men. I think it's about choice as well. I think for me, I'm a woman, and I am straight woman, and I like to feel beautiful. But for me, yeah. I think it's, there should be no shame around beauty, and it's you know, it's just this symbolism of the power and the control. A woman yeah. needs to look a certain way, feminine, you know, to be controlled and like a doll in Absolutely. the corner without a voice, being gagged. Absolutely. Yeah. Covering her hair, covering her face. Yeah, and Iranian... Shame. Yeah, you know, definitely, shame definitely. In Iranian women, I, w- I was I was listening to them because I'm, I'm closely following all the process, protests and everything. And it's, it's you know, in, in my heart, I just think it, it, it is my war. And, and it's like, and, and one, one Iranian lady, she's like, why why do you guys need to feel your power through us be your own self you know you don't need to the same thing the taliban are doing cover the woman up into something black black whale and then hide them in the houses don't let them study control them so that you feel powerful i'm not saying that all men are like that it's not like that there are amazing lovely perfect men that they've always stood by women's side and by our sides, the reason that we are so powerful is because we have great men in our lives who support us. But for the men who are so weak that only merely by seeing a small part of women hair, just, you know, let them lose whatever religion they have, or just by controlling somebody weak as a woman, like not weak as a woman, I mean, they think that woman is weak, so we can control her by controlling her, we will control the society. This war is not about hair. This war is basically about having the right of freedom. So, and, and Manisha, just to give a small background, so Iran's Islamic Revolution happened in seventy nine. Yeah. At that time, more more of these Islamic values were about equality, justice, a fair society. Uh, but it was not only after four years later that this the the forced. Um, dress code, the hijab, that yeah. ma- massage in Amini died for was part of the legislation. And there was one of the biggest protests in Iran's history. Millions of women came to the street, and and we are undoing what happened at that at that time. You know, yeah. trying to actually go back in time, learn from those women, and uh, not let that voice be suppressed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's 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 like you see. Um, um, we women naturally are kind and naturally we are believing. We want to believe in positivity. We want to have hopes. We want to have a happy future, happy life with the people around us. And um, this feeling has been misused many times in history, many, many times. Like yesterday, my, my, my friend Sal, she said something really lovely. She said, 
Yeah, you said. Now you for, you're forgetting it. She said, and it, it, this sentence is just you know it it stick to my and it you know stick with me. She said that men start wars without thinking and without having blood on their hands, and we women we end up with broken hearts trying to cover and collect all those broken pieces. The same thing that's happening in Ukraine. So many women are in Ireland and in all the other countries waiting for their husbands and the husbands are fighting a war that they didn't choose to fight. So many soldiers from Russia are fighting. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Russian moms now yeah. in Russia crying, you know, yeah. also fighting a war they didn't choose. Yeah. yeah so, but I yeah. firmly believe in a more female future, you know, yeah, a future major. where women are, are using... Uh, or. Uh, are more in um, positions where they could be, where we could foster those feminine decision qualities. making. Decision yeah, making. Yeah, I totally coming I think from a place all of, of empathy. Exactly, all of the qualities you mentioned they're just so beautiful, but we just have to use them to uh, yeah. to for the benefit of the the world, the universe. Mankind. Policy making, decision making. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Education yeah. around healthcare, education, you know, and transport, just common sense. When somebody has a baby, you know, that they can work from home. Right. Flexibility and you know, it just makes sense for the world. For exactly. The, like in the um, parliament, uh, in the European Union meetings, in UN, all of that always warms my heart to see that a big part of them is women, you know. And I yeah. feel like they know and they struggle. Uh, they know our struggle and they feel it on a more woman-to-woman level that I'm very sure very few other men can actually relate to. So in... In some level, that really warms my heart and gives me the confidence that you know, th- these women are there to stand for us and make sure that some change happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We definitely need more strong women in more strong positions for decision-making. Maybe maybe we will make the world a better place, stop all these wars happening all around the world, killing so many children, selling so many weapons just for few people to be rich. And that is not okay. I keep thinking about Masa Amini, a Kurd like you, and that morning that she left her home. I, I've, I've seen her pictures many, many times, yeah. and I, I couldn't find anything in that dress code to be bad. Yeah. She, she dressed more in hijab, better than me, you know, and she just, that morning she left home with hopes. Yeah, say, said goodbye to her mom, and she had plans, and she had places to go, and she was supposed to come home back, and the other things to do in her life but but just just oh why why is your hair shown and she was pulled in a in a and and what is sad is it's not only by men there are some women over there who think this is a good thing i mean as a woman shouldn't we be wise enough to understand whatever we are doing is correct how can you hurt somebody's child just because she chooses not to just chooses just to show a little part of her hair. That's her right. And she never came home. She never came home. And her- I mean, even a uh, more heartbreaking part of Masa Jina's story is that she wasn't even home. She was visiting Tehran. And she was arrested in Tehran when she was just on a trip. So it's a famous sentence that her brother, and she was on a trip with her brother. So her brother said that we are uh, we are yeah. not from here. And they're like, no, but you come and it's just one hour and we don't know what happened afterwards, you know, And but we know that she never came back. Um, she was murdered. 
Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, we never got to know, like many other things that the Islamic regime is dealing yeah. with, we never know exactly the details, you know, and it's almost like we'll never know. And yeah. that's unknown is a very heartbreaking part yeah, of for the her story. family. Yeah, because for us, for exactly, all of us. Yeah. you want to know the truth because the truth is comforting and it gives you some kind of um, you peace. Th- exactly. Um, and that's something that they take away from all of the victims' families, sometimes yeah. even by burying the body straight away. Uh, so you can't even do an autopsy or look at the body, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, what kind of mankind does that? And to, to go back to your question that how can women do that? It's I in I've thought a lot about that question and uh, my answer is that it's is just not it's not a good question. <laughs> uh, there is no right answer <laughs> yeah, for it, you know. And instead it's of trying to understand this dark and um bigotry mentality we just have to move on and see how can we do what can we do and how can we have a louder voice that can actually do something yeah somebody on on um, facebook um had written that oh these women who are protesting these people on the roads all they want is just to have uh, some kind of freedom so that they can do whatever they want they want to be um, they want to, you know, like they want to be in, in into weird relationships and and do bad things and and they don't want they don't want to respect the society. And then I was reading and I was thinking, what I'm going to write under this really really hateful situ like rate- hateful scenario that they have written, belittling human beings like intelligent men and women into this thing, like 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 even animals won't do something like that. And 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 we are humans. Why would we be so stupid that we would be on the roads just work for this thing. I don't think anybody is after that. And then I reached to a comment and when I read that comment, I thought to myself, okay, we are not alone. There are people who think like this. And somebody had written there and, she, and it, was, it was a man and it really filled my heart with hope. And he had said, well, there are so many women all around Europe in many other Muslim countries that they don't wear headscarves. They had the, the permission to choose for their life. They swim in the same swimming pool with men and none of them went astray and did, and did any weird things. How is it possible that only in Iran, or now I'm adding in Afghanistan, we are that type of weird people that if we are given freedom, we are going to be like... No, there's no logic, I tell you. Uh, it just Yeah, I think that's a good point. There is no logic, so I don't think it's... I don't think you can ever um, intellectualize the thoughts. I think it's brainwashing, it's culture, it's generational, and it's also lack of education and awareness and lack of choice. So there are people in Iran that have never seen the Western world. They've they've lived a very sheltered life, and it's fear as well. It's they're ruling on fear. It's fear based. I mean, they 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 have benefits in that. There is money in them. They, uh, in that, point. there is power in that. Yeah. So even sometimes they don't believe in that. So a lot of our uh, current governments officials they have their families living abroad but they are not covering their hair wow. and they are living very lavish lives uh so it really just just talks about yeah. that double standards that how can it be okay for your daughter but not someone else's daughter definitely definitely this is the thing which is which is most hurtful and it's and and when you, when we discuss such things with them with with the people who are you know commanding these actions on religion name or mort or morality police name? They'll be like, "Oh, um, we are so sorry. Just just don't look at what we are doing. Do as I say. Don't do as I act. How is it even possible?" Me and Sa- Sally, we were talking yesterday about Taliban, and I was telling her 
that well i was t- <laughs> i was telling her i'm laughing but it is a very painful laugh because in afghanistan now taliban are ruling and nobody's speaking about it and they were just gifted around 55 million dollar from international community to be to be you know and and then you're like and these people they're not i don't think they're even muslims because the things they they do none of them are related to the religion that i know and i believed the the covering of women all these things our religion has always respected women we have the right to do whatever we do and whatever we want because islam believes that women are wise enough to to decide for themselves and i'm sure all the other religions are the same but they they would be they are people who who believe in hurting little children and exploiting little children sexually and it is not even something hidden yours you see it on the streets every talib walking is with them is somebody a little child younger or teenager with them and people know that and they're very open about it i think yeah in t- like you talked about it was very shocking yesterday our conversation in times of regime um normality goes out the door and there's such extreme behavior yeah. and if you have someone controlling you and you're struggling just to make your daily bread literally yeah you just you're just surviving so you just let you don't notice the other uh, then you know what i think part of yeah. you part that human part inside you dies every time you see something so unjust and so unfair and then you can't do anything about it and i feel like when those things add up you just suddenly become smaller and smaller and um that's why i think it's so important to to actually give more voice to the people who are speaking out against this rather yeah. than the, those who say extremely a uh, crazy um, toxic things you know yeah. because because by by spreading those information we are just adding on to that negativity whereas there's a lot of power in the other side that's of wonderful the story. i that's agree true. that's so yeah. wonderful your power so how are you using your voice that's a really good question how do you feel living in ireland do you feel comfortable i do you feel know? comfortable so I, it's a funny story because Um so you mentioned manager that I teach yoga and yeah um like many other yoga teachers I always had this struggle of oh I want to be more offline and this yeah. is a lot of vanity having a, having an Instagram yeah. page showing up you know like I was very conflicted about it but I am so 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 grateful now for that Instagram page because even just one page has given me a platform to be able to to voice out my what i think is important for the world Definitely. to see even if one person reads that and it and they care that's enough for me I, you know and I, a lot of times i think when we read the headlines we just forget about that there is a story behind all of these persons they have a family they have a past and our revolution right now has so many beautiful stories incredibly touching and i mean it's it's just give gives me the chills to think about uh, all of their mothers families Definitely. everybody supporting and they deserve to be heard so that's what i'm trying to do by uh, coming yeah. here talking to more people you know um and it's it's done wonders so far and i'm just yeah. so surprised to be honest yeah yeah and it's spreading the word of love you're so right just let's concentrate on the beauty of iran and the people the wonderful people exactly Your and also and afghanistan right and to to give that um credit to your audience that they can understand you know i think very often i personally have had given up on 
explaining and it's maybe true. manager you can relate because you're just like yeah. okay i don't want you to to behave to like be patronizing towards me or Simply i don't want saviors exactly yeah. and yeah. Uh, so in order to to avoid all of that i just never even went that path i would be just um you know like yeah um, i totally understand what you mean yeah there comes yeah. a point when you have to use your voice and, and it's in some ways very liberating as well because mm-hmm. you are screaming your truth you know it's like yeah this is my past for example i shared pictures of my twin and i's childhood picture in our school uniforms that were <laughs> extremely suffocating and yeah, just a small the white veil i saw ex- it on instagram oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just very touched and just a small side note uh, to manage's point uh, even in islam women um the girls in that age are not supposed to cover at all uh, so that's yeah. not a islamic yeah. law um but I mean, just sharing that picture already for me was quite healing, you know, because it's my story and it's something I never thought is worth sharing or I never even thought I want to share this, you know. I yeah. felt like kind of this this embedded uh, shame you had about a conflict. it. Yeah. A conflict about yeah. whether to. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so also, yes, yeah. Also, the fear brief. that they won't, like many people out there, they don't understand, you know, because they haven't been through this. So it's very difficult. To make an understanding. Well, speaking of of the countries that we have left and we miss and the country that we are now on that has become like a motherland to us and has given us and has welcomed us in open hearts. Let's listen to this lovely song called Motherland. Natalie Merchant. And let's talk offline a bit with Hasti. Yes. Where in hell can you go? Far from the things that you know Far from the sprawl of concrete that keeps crawling its way About a thousand miles a day Take one last look behind to memory and mind Don't miss this wasteland This terrible place When you leave Keep your heart off your sleeve Motherland Cradle me Close my eyes Lullaby me to sleep your happiness 
most of all And for that I'd do anything at all Oh, mercy me If you want the best of me Or the most of all If there's anything I can do at all Come on, shotgun bright What makes me envy your life? Faceless, nameless, innocent, blameless and free What's that like to be? Hope you enjoyed that beautiful tune from the beautiful Natalie Merchant. Oh, that's oh, a lovely song. Yeah, just warms your soul. Um, so, gee, I just want to, I was just thinking about, um, you know, you, you're still in contact, obviously, with your parents and you have friends, childhood friends from school. And I was just thinking about how are they feeling now coping with day-to-day struggle and is what's the hope for the future? How do you feel and your friends at home? You know, yeah, right? so yeah. as I mentioned, these emotions all over the spectrum you know and sometimes even contradictory uh, feelings but everybody is feeling hopeful uh, especially the younger generation now sometimes I talk to my parents and they're like oh it's nothing happening you know and yeah. I think they are a bit pessimistic but not as, as especially at the beginning yeah but as the protests developed the strikes people did not give up it's it's been weeks now since 16 September when Masajina died and even people like who were slightly more on the pessimistic and passive side are now getting a bit more active, you know. And uh, in actually tomorrow till Thursday, there is the um, three days in uh, in the modern history of Iran that are one of the darkest days. Um, so um, just in 2019, in three days. There was a mass protest in Iran. More than 1,500 people died. The internet oh was completely goodness. shut down. And uh, this is not... Mm, so this is something, obviously, that has a lot of 
uh, emotional uh, baggage with it for, for the people. Trauma. Exactly. Yeah, and it, trauma. trauma is a better word. Uh, uh, and so as that anniversary is coming, um, I think the regime is more scared because there is even more and more awakening. Yeah. People Emotions are, will push people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm personally really waiting for tomorrow and the days after that just to see what's going to happen. But if there was no hope, we wouldn't be here after all this many weeks. People have been fighting. They put their lives on it. They put their health on it. Literally I, their lives. Absolutely. So um, my best friend who lives in Iran, I, I talked to her and she's absolutely a brilliant, intelligent woman. And uh, she's on her last semester of the second master's she's doing. And she, she had yeah. to uh, risk finishing that degree for this revolution. And she's just like, I don't know if I can finish. Um, so what I'm trying to say is that there is a state of emergency. There is no ordinary life back home and um, people are actually pushing this wheel forward together one millimeter one centimeter and eventually it would be just knocked off this hopefully oh, and rock. <laughs> so you do you feel like the younger generation are gaining confidence with this amazing hunger striker with the their feelings yeah they can the, support the each younger other? generation have the benefit that i my generation didn't have is that they have us as parents who were supportive and we yeah, are not going to give in because we want a better future for them. I personally didn't have that support growing up. Um, so that's why these kids are just... The activism is moving. Smashing it. Yeah, I mean, momentum. they are fearless. They are fire. And um, I am just in awe, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't, beautiful. I don't think they're going to give up ever. And I think nobody would imagine that this um, dark totalitarian um, dictator's would have to be so afraid of teens, you know? Yeah, it's um, beautiful. It's absolutely yeah, love yeah. it. <laughs> Female teens as well. Yeah. Can I say, do you know any, is there any help from outside? Are you getting any help? Is Iran getting any help? Um, the biggest help is no, the, uh, the awareness and the attention that the, <sighs> no, the government... Nobody is helping. The world just forgets. This is the sad part with the world. The world just forgets. Yesterday's the world forgot Syria... Iraq, Bosnia, Afghanistan. Afghanistan, totally forgotten, forgetting Iran, forgot even Ukraine, you know, for well, just forgets, well, just wants something new. And then after some time, and this is heartbreaking. Manager, no? I agree with you, but I think we are onto something as a, as mankind. Um, I think everybody speaking about this is a great sign, you know, and uh, of course, eventually it would not be as, as of a hot topic. But for example, very soon, uh, UN Human Rights Council is going to have an emergency session on Iran. This has never happened in history. So I think there is some action happening. And the biggest help that the world can give us right now is to see us and to hear the voices yeah, yeah. from inside Coverage. of Iran. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that what happened three years ago does not repeat itself tomorrow uh, and the day after that until Thursday. And this is really sad because during this protest, so many, so many young, so many young people were killed, both men and women. And this is heartbreaking because this, this is the, these are future of Iran. These are future of this country and they are getting destroyed. They're dying on the streets in the hand of their own people. And for what? Just because they're not saying they, they they're not saying that they want they want something, you know, extravagant. They just want the freedom, freedom to choose for themselves. And they're good people. There's they're university going students. They are 
they're school going students they're 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 women yeah who just want to be happy just to be to have the respect of the rest of the world like the rest of the world and um, like offline we were discussing that it is not only about that you are denied the right of freedom and choosing it's also the right that first they kill you they don't respect you but they kill you because you wanted to have right of you know choosing and then they will hide the fact by trying to well steal the body not give back yeah. not respect the, there's no respect that's true you just know, just just yeah. hiding it from the rest of the world trying to show oh this thing didn't even happen and this is happening this has become like something um very very common among regimes like this you know i, I to be honest to me to be i i will call iran's government a terrorist regime because why would otherwise any government would not think about their people and at this time and age where everybody is going towards progress they try to pull their people towards the old stone times and sometimes i feel from the time the taliban have conquered afghanistan iran government has also gotten you know some kind of confidence like oh now they're doing all these things over there we should also restart our all bad things over here like what what does it even mean you know instead of feeling bad for for that country and trying to as a neighbor help them and tell them oh brother don't be like that they're like oh brother you're doing that we are going to do worse than you now let's wait and see <laughs> and then for everybody the prey is women like seriously you know yeah and so yeah so yeah the, the hour is flying we've only 10 more minutes so oh yeah <laughs> Hachi, yeah we're so delighted to have you here today is there anything else you'd like to you know talk about just to add on to yeah. what manager said, yeah. um, so history sometimes has to go on a certain path. You know, when I left Iran, the protest that happened, that was that catalyzer for yeah. that was people were uh, protesting uh, election results. Ten years later, yeah. the anniversary that I talked about three years ago uh, was people protesting petrol prices. And in that protest, Puryal Bakhtiari, he said, I am. He he made a video starting from morning. He was recording the protest. Nobody knew it's gonna escalate so bad. Yeah. And towards the end, he's like, "I am the son of somebody." People, you send your daughter, send your sons to the streets. I am also someone's son. It's true. And only to die afterwards. So that sentence became a motto. And for three years, people were um trying to to actually be did never stopped hearing that voice many other voices that their recordings of uh, our heroes and um it just continued you know very shortly after this process that happened in november um the islamic regime shut down this is unbelievable uh, a passenger flight just this two months after in, ja in january yeah, so oh, it, so in it 20, happened so in 2020. Yeah, just before so COVID. that year, we were just stunned. Oh Catastrophe after another. You don't know how to process this, you know? And now to come back after three years, people are like, enough is enough. We are not yeah. going to negotiate with you. We're not going to ask you to reform anything. We're not going to ask you to help us. No, we want you gone. We want you gone now. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. And when last, can I ask you, were you, have you been at home? When last? It was exactly the time yeah. that the thing with Taliban happened. I oh was watching gosh. in absolute horror oh day goodness. after day, states after states falling. And I was just like, how is this happening? How is the world watching? So and in August 21. Exactly. Yeah. And to this day, I cannot understand how yeah. the West could let that <laughs> well, happen. They, they 
they just like popping a cork. The, the Americans are like, oh, we've had enough. We've got all your oil. It's, we've got all your it's, minerals. It's infuriating. Yeah, 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 and there's human beings <laughs> running towards airplanes. Oh, oh, but, you know, we're American. We've got to protect ourselves. And you know, I've been sharing this on my Instagram that if you are from a country that has even sent one soldier to yeah, yeah. Afghanistan yeah. after the September 11 events, yeah. you should care about what is happening right now. You should care about what is going on to the people, to the women. You have a responsibility Absolutely. to humanity. Absolutely. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm, I'm going to work on myself, self-improvement and... And the yeah. world is going to be... Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm no. so sorry. I was there. Now I'm here. So now this is our... We'll just be thinking about our own country that after stealing whatever you had. And yeah, sorry. And these are the people that we tr- said to the world that we have saved you from. We're also giving them back to you. Sorry. Forget about the 20 years, all the advancement that you made. This is who you are and this is who you'll be. Bye-bye. And it's that's sad. why we have to make bigger demands. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to educate yourself. You have yeah. to feel this... Mm, if you to empathize with it, it's true, and so that you could actually one yeah. day help. It's on like, a, yeah, sorry, sorry, no, to talk to you. I was thinking ahead. with extreme behavior of the regime, you have to match it with extreme behavior, extreme yeah. activism, yeah. So true. extreme love, extreme care, empathy, power. You have yeah. to, and that's the only 100%. way. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like as Hasti said, it's it's not about like just just forcing others to do these things. All these. People on sitting in Iran in in higher authorities, you know, all of them have a lot of money invested in other countries. Their children are studying in other countries. They have all the freedom that they want. They can do whatever they want. They even in front of the nation go out of the country, spend the money that they have collected by by forcing people to people to poverty and spend it in some other country like Turkey and Dubai and all and have all their fun and their videos and pictures are out thank god to social media and then they will return to the world showing that to, to back to Iran showing that oh we didn't do anything they will wear their amamas again and all their you know the same face they left in Iran they will put it I mean, back this hypocrisy was always yeah. known now because of social media we have proof of it you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah it's in wor- exactly. world renowned that's Every culture, right. every country. Yeah. Ireland is not, there's much hypocrisy in Ireland. We have a very famous politician in the 1980s who had a very fancy yacht that he used to bring his lover onto. <laughs> and he had like 500 pound, old pounds shirts from Paris. And he was our Taoiseach, the head of government. Oh yeah, I've been on that yacht because it was given since to a charity. That was like, luxury. <laughs> yeah, this was in the 1980s. It. it was like luxury. a soap opera. It was hilarious. So like... You know, yeah. it's not only the East that has the hypocr- hypocrisy, you know, we have it too. We have the tax leaders. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, guys, it's yeah, nearly, yeah we've only five minutes so, left. Yeah, so we're dedicating this show today to... Vicky Phelan, yeah, the beautiful woman who we would, who we have lost today. So, yeah, yeah, the world has lost a beautiful soul. Yeah, to Massa Amini, to yeah. all those lovely other... Women and men fighting in Iran, in Afghanistan, anywhere around in the Ukraine. world, in Ukraine, yeah. anywhere around the world for the right of freedom, for simple right just to be alive. We will end this and thank you so much, Hasti, for being there today with us. We loved it, I think. Today yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We can't wait. It was too fast. I just want to ask you loads more questions. So definitely, I hope you can come back again. And yeah, keep us definitely. Love to. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah, yeah. love that as well. And we'll definitely do more stretching by, before you come next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, and we will Composes. end this show with this lovely song from Gugush, one of my favorite singers. Um, this, show, this song shows 
the history of people like us, like from where I am from and from and from where Hasti is from, that even the history is shown in the music and it tells us that even time moves, but we will still remember, singers remembers, everybody remembers, enough is enough. See you next week. Sunny.
نیمه برهنه توی هجاب شرقی هوای شور و شر بود تو اون کوچه بمباست یکی گلوله میخورد یکی قنداره میبست همه شیفته و سرمست گل موج حیولا ستاره بود که میرفت 